All right, friends, family, team, season 12, episode 3 of the Washed Up Podcast. And it's just me tonight. Um, So before 2024 hits, um, I'd be lying if selfishly I didn't want to do an episode of just me. So world according to Pat, um, nobody asked for it, but you're all getting it. Um, Is it just my mom and dad who wanted me to do it? Maybe. Um, Then Brady said, you should just do one by yourself and with Dolph. Um, Dolph is my German accent reporting name. So um, I don't know if Dolph will make an appearance, but I'm just going to let it rip for a little bit. It'll be a shorter episode than usual, but you're gosh darn lying to yourself if you don't think I'm going to give you a million ways to bankrupt your bookie. Holy Toledo. It's a washed up podcast. Let's get it. You can come get me. I'm in the I'm pointing center field Cause I've been seen this coming Round the bend Get the bands by the trend Next summer run the man Quit playing Got a plan for my commas Huh This shit is a breeze Me and my ego We think of some things I got tricks up my sleeve And I'm playing for keeps I don't answer to no one Yes I do feel like A little bit of a dork Sitting up here Talking to myself While also trying to talk to you guys um, But this is gonna be fun So we'll see how it goes and where it goes. I do want to talk some hot takes and some things and news and notes from around the world that are happening right now. So just going to get some things off my chest, have a good time by myself, Uh, you know, um, like grade school me. Oh, cheap laugh. All right. Well, let's start with this. Shohei Otani is creating quite the buzz around town with where he's going to go, where people think he's going to land. And I have zero idea other than if he goes to the Dodgers, I'm going to be bummed because they can just buy everybody. And my whole thing with Chicago sports is just go buy the players that are good, right? So if Shohei Otani goes to the Dodgers, I just might give up on everything. And... Otani linked to the Cubs. Word on the street is that those talks have been down, but not out. Like Rocky in any movie he ever did. Um, So with Otani's news being questionable, there is an alert or news that he will make that decision later this week, which I doubt. But it would be super cool if he somehow landed in Chicago. Uh, I will not say where, north or south, but it'd be fun if he landed here. It is a little chilly, but he'll be over to get he'll be able to get over it because um, he's a big grown man. Um, but while we're on baseball, Dylan Cease rumors that he will be dished. He'll be getting out. Um, he's linked to the Orioles, the Braves, and the Dodgers. And ipso facto, that's actually my ranking of where I'd like him to go. I think the Orioles are a lot of White Sox fans' second team. For me, it's actually the Diamondbacks, but I wouldn't mind him going to Baltimore, um, and I would mind him going to 
the Dodgers, and then the Braves are just kind of in the middle. They're already good enough. If they get Cease, it's pretty much a lock for them. And uh, so we'll see where that goes. I think if there was any dark horse to pop up that he might go to, I I don't want to stay in the division, but I could maybe see the Twins trying to do it. But in all honesty, that's definitely not going to happen. It's just something that could be Chicago baseball to just give your rival one of your besties. Right, Brady? Right, James? Wilson Contreras, sorry to bring him up. Um, you guys aren't here to defend yourself, so I can say what I want. Uh, other news in MLB rumors, uh, Reese Hoskins is still in talks with the Cubs, so that's cool. Um, big fan of Reese Hoskins, so if he can stay um, good, healthy, happy, and strong in Chicago, I'll be happy for my friends. I won't be happy for myself, but you know that's rarely the outcome that I get anyway. Uh, another news, uh, Bregman won't be traded from the Astros. I didn't even know that he was maybe going to get traded. So when that alert came that he's not going to be, uh, nothing really changed in my world. Bellinger is linked to Seattle, and so is Randy Arozarena. And if Randy goes to Seattle, I will be a Seattle guy. The name Randy just just rings, and it makes you happy makes you laugh and then on top of that he can just hit absolute piss missiles out of stadiums so having a guy like Randy on a team I don't see how they don't jump to maybe a top five favorite for the World Series next year but these are things that won't be able to predict a winner it'll just give you some knowledge on how and where and when things can go down so Randy, Bellinger, maybe Seattle. And then the Padres have five offers for Juan Soto. I don't really care what they are. Um, I am not a huge Juan Soto guy. Once he went to San Diego, I was kind of over it. I feel like San Diego just kind of sucks you out and uh, chews you up and spits you somewhere else. Manny Machado, still good, but, I mean, the Padres just can't get anything Josh Hader went to Padres and didn't do anything. So a lot of things wrong in San Diego, except for the weather. Um, And then Joe Kelly might be going back to the Dodgers, which probably shouldn't shock anybody because um, I thought it happened already. So MLB news and notes, that was it. And I think one more uh, little note would be that from here on out, The White Sox are going to cause me so much anguish before they move to Nashville. I will not be boasting about any win next year. I will do my best to stay positive with the White Sox and understand that they're a flawed organization that just needs some support every once in a while. But with that being said, I will absolutely make fun of the teams that lose to us next year because with the way it looks right now, it might just be Luis Robert that plays. I don't really know of anybody else who might be sticking around. If we have Benny, then that's a whole other thing. But for right now, if Luis Robert single-handedly beats your team one on nine, one on ten, however many you want to have, it's a little bit embarrassing for you. So that was that, and then let's get to some hoops. Oh, chain link net never fails. 
So the in-season tourney, the knockout rounds have started. Last night, the Pacers took down the Celtics in a 10-point win. And I don't know if you listeners remember, but me and Brady said it was either the Pacers or the Lakers that would win this in-season tournament. The Pacers have such a young core that this the, the monetary value of making it past each stage is such a thing that makes players want to play. I'm losing my words because I have to say them all by myself without another companion. But the monetary value entices these younger players to play super aggressively and give it all they got because they have less than a $3 million deals currently. So all those young kids trying to make a name for themselves, trying to make a buck in the NBA, this is the time to do it. And so the Pacers, with how young they are, they're motivated for this immediate gratification of getting a $500,000 bonus, which... I'd do just about anything for that kind of money, so I don't blame them for going balls to the wall. Now, would the Pacers beat the Celtics in a seven-game series? No, probably not. But the one thing that this in-season tournament is doing is it's making the regular season more competitive, and I don't have any problem with that. The Pelicans took down the Kings, and they advance. So that game was fine. I mean, De'Aaron Fox kind of sucked for a little bit, and then turned it on and somehow almost got 30 points. So the games tonight, Knicks are at the Bucks, and the winner will face the Pacers. And the Suns are at the Lakers, and the winner will face the Pelicans. So the Pacers had the worst odds to win it all before their game last night. Now I think they're right in the middle of the pack. I still think it's Lakers or Pacers, but um, the value for the Pacers was definitely before the game yesterday. Obviously, makes freaking too much sense. Um, I think the Lakers win tonight because I think then they'll dog walk the Pelicans. But I could also see KD and Devin Booker putting on a show. I'm going to keep my money where my mouth is and say that the Lakers will beat the Suns tonight. And the Bucks. I just kind of hope they blow the brakes off of the New York Knicks. Something happened to Julius Randle this year where he forgot how to play basketball. And Jalen Brunson being the guy, I don't think he can win the big game by himself. So unless Julius Randle wants to fuck around and get a bajillion points and 20 rebounds like he did a couple nights ago, um, then all the power to him. But I think Bucks walk this one, and I think the Lakers win in a close one tonight. The rest of the NBA, nothing really to report. The Bulls still stink. And... Um, even though the Celtics lost in the end season, I still think they're the odds-on favorite to win it all. So we'll see how that all plans out. Um, I do want the Pacers to win this in-season tournament. I think that'd be great. Keep the small market team, give them a little bit of street cred going into the rest of the season. But, you know, it's not my day. It's a Pacers day. Basketball, hoops, college hoops. Um... I don't really know, man. I'm not following along too much. I, I usually rely on Brady for my hoops knowledge when it comes to the college kids because he cares more, right? And uh, like you guys know, I was at Marquette. So it's uh, it's just college hoops isn't my forte. But, you know, we move on, we adapt, we improvise, and we overcome. 431! 
I'm going to be rolling way too much Tide, and I wish that Brady and James were both here to talk about the Final Four in the college playoff. So Michigan, Bama, Texas, Washington, and undefeated FSU gets left out, and Georgia obviously doesn't make it. A lot, a lot, a lot of people upset with FSU. And as a honorary Rolling Tide member, I just want to apologize to absolutely fucking no one. God, I just said that by myself in a room with a microphone. (laughs) I went to Bama for one weekend and I make it my personality. Um, Yeah, Bama minus whatever you want against Michigan. Uh, Michigan's, I think, favored four and a half. That doesn't really matter. And then the winner of Texas-Washington. It would be fun to get a Bama-Texas rematch. Um, I don't think Washington has enough left in the tank to get more points than Texas, and that's what you kind of need to win in this game. So Bama right now is plus 180, 185 to win it all, and I think that's a a safe bet. Obviously, the winner of Michigan-Bama is going to win it all. It's just written in the stars. So, I'm going to be rolling tide, and I'm going to make an assumption that James will be rolling tide with me due to Michigan beating Ohio State. Um, Is it fair to say James didn't come on due to he's still recuperating from the loss Michigan handed Ohio State? Maybe. But also mind your business, right? Uh, James's world, we're just living in it. But I think I can speak for all of us as a unit of washed up that it's the tide over the Wolverines. So do with that info what you will. I will be putting my money where my mouth is and maybe a little parlay of the Pacers winning the in-season tourney, Bama winning it all, and probably the 49ers winning the NFL because holy Toledo. What a perfect segue, even though it's the same sport. Anything is an easy segue. Um, 49ers absolutely dog-walked. The Eagles, 42-19. to 19. Niners cover and the over hits. And the over was Brady's magnum opus. He is 2-0. and oh. Last year he picked the Raiders. They won. This year he had the over in the Niners-Eagles game. Brady and I were talking first or second quarter and really needed a spark plug. And I think Debo Samuel owes the world an apology for being way too fast, way too strong, and way too good. Brady and I were very excited to see that Debo had three tutties and single-handedly made that over have a new life when all hope was lost. And uh, you're probably thinking, Brady had no hope? Oh, come on. Brady always has hope, but it was seeming a little dim. Um, Bengals Jags last night was a lot of fun. Selfishly, um, I needed Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence to score less points so I could have a chance to make it into the fantasy football playoffs, but that's neither here nor there because nobody cares about my fantasy team. Uh, but I do care about your fantasy team. Um, like I said, it's just me tonight as I get into the week 13 review hit us up on all of our social medias if you'd like to be 
a last-second guest appearance if something like this happens in the future where life gets in the way and we can't all make it. Um, because until this is the full-time job, we got to focus on the money making, you know? So let's get into a little week 13 review. Uh, but first and quickly, just want to do some NFL things. Uh, so many injuries this weekend. Trevor Lawrence went down last night and it looked way worse than it was. Thank God. Uh, the report was that Trevor Lawrence avoided a serious injury. So Hopefully he can get a speedy recovery. The Jags are fun when he's out there. Christian Kirk, um, it looked like he just like sack tapped himself, but apparently it's an oblique and he's gonna he's already out for week fourteen. Ramondre Stevenson is out for a couple weeks, and then holy concussion protocol: Derrick Henry, Derek Carr, Jalen Hurts, Amari Cooper, all in concussion protocol, and Tank Dell, the fantasy football. Pickup of the century fractured his leg. So if you had him, I'm very sorry. That was a bummer. He was doing some crazy stuff, and just a bummer to see one of those lightning plugs go down for the rest of the year. Uh, and then just a little quick Bears. Eric Bieniemy is on the Bears' radar. I don't know what to think about this because Nothing ever changes, and when we talk about the Bears, it's just a broken record of what needs to get fixed, what needs to happen, how do we go from here, we don't plan for the future, what are we going to do, and there's too much talk on the social medias right now of the Bears, would you rather have the Bears make a playoff push, we need a lot of things to end 8-9 and nine and maybe find our way, but we're in the hunt right now, which is just sad. Personally, I don't want any hope to make this playoff. I would rather score a bunch, understand the offense is kind of where it should be heading. It's definitely not where it needs to be, but I want to see some growth. I want to see some points on the board. Just kind of where I'm at as last year, where make the games close but lose. It's like Dak in The Incredibles. Dash in The Incredibles. Jesus Christ. Doing a podcast by yourself, where would you rank it on the saddest things? Like a puppy out in the rain? Is this more sad than that? Or like, I don't know, a puppy seeing its owner for the first time in a couple weeks? Or when like... The uh, military parent comes and surprises their kid. Like, that's sad but happy, you know. I got this mic. I paid for it. Time to shine, I guess. Uh, I wish I had somebody else to talk to. But you guys are great listening to this. I can't believe that uh, I'm doing it. So, uh, Mom, Dad, if you're listening, uh, I did it. So, I, I'm doing a pod by myself. Uh, week 13. Chiefs upset by the Packers. Chiefs 19, Packers 27. Uh, the over hits. This game seemed to just ruin referees because it was the ref show. Marquez Valdez-Scantling with a uh, apparent P.I. call at the end, and it wasn't as blatant as the Saints from playoff game a couple of years ago, but this was pretty bad. And 
Usually, I think the Chiefs can just win at any point. But that Sunday night game just showed that the Chiefs, even when they're working on things, can still not get it done. I don't know why they weren't really targeting Travis Kelsey. Maybe he had a little something pop up where he didn't feel as 100% as he wanted to. But he still had four catches for 80-something yards. Uh, Browns 19, Rams 36, Rams cover in the overhits. This one shocks me. feel like we're forgetting that Cooper Cup's still available, but he must be fighting something more than we know. Maybe he's not 100% and they rushed him back. McVay's usually pretty honest about his players' injury history and how they're coming along, but Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua. Had a crazy game, long touchdown score. Browns couldn't really get anything going, but holy cow. 48 years young, Joe Flacco signed a week before this game and just comes out with the tightest spiral ever thrown. He looked good at damn near 50, playing professional football. I don't know if his case for the Hall of Fame has been decided, But if it was decided and it's a no, I think we need to reevaluate that. 48 years old, signed to a team, and within a week starts. I get it. It's the Browns. And it was DTR, PJ Walker, or Joe Flacco. Chances are I'd take Joe Flacco at any age. So, yeah, he had to start. But the fact that he could and was throwing and was comfortable, that's crazy. 48 years old, my knees pop when I bend down and I'm 29. I can't bend down without making noise. And Joe Flacco pops in at 48 years old and plays. I don't care that they only scored 19 points and pretty much got blown out. That's insane. Joe Flacco is insane. I think he climbed on my highest ranking of quarterbacks. Justin Fields, Joe Flacco, Jalen Hurts. That's my power rankings. And um, you're probably thinking, oh, why aren't you talking about Brock Purdy? Um, so Brady was correct picking the 49ers quarterback to be the MVP. He just picked the wrong one. Sam Darnold hasn't played, hasn't started, uh, and Brady thought he was going to win MVP. But turns out it was the guy right in front of him. Brock Purdy is the odds-on favorite right now, and it's hard to have an argument against it. Jalen Hurts probably won't after his performance, even though he got exit, he had to exit from the game a little early. But I guess in what world did anyone think that Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott would be leading the charge for MVP candidacy? Like right now, I would probably start Brock Purdy in fantasy football over Pat Mahomes. Like, that's insane. And the one thing that I I don't agree with that people are saying is that now this puts an asterisk on the Eagles 49ers game to go to the Super Bowl last year. It's a different year. Yeah, injuries always happen, but if to say that Brock Purdy would have won the game for them last year is just a pointless conversation. But having a podcast, having a talk show, all the ESPN shows, that's the point, is to make those outlandish 
claims and have no backing of it. It's a year. Jalen Hurts was playing out of his dick last year, and he got hot at the right time, ultimately couldn't get the whole job done. But I think the Eagles, with Brock Purdy on the other side, still win that game and go to the Super Bowl and lose to the Chiefs. I don't think it changes much. Brock Purdy was still a first year. He got injured. So what? It's still playoffs for a first-time player. Like, I don't think that changes much. But that's my two cents on the Eagles 49ers rematch. Let's go back to this game. This was Brady's magnum opus, and it was beautiful. So I congratulate Brady on 2-0. and That's huge. That's a great accomplishment, and I can't wait for the next one. Panthers 18, Bucks 21. Panthers cover, Tampa Bay wins, and the over hits. Tampa, Baker, Buccaneers. The Panthers are the worst team in the NFL, by far. Uh, and Baker made it made it close. I said my lock of the week was Bucks minus the spread. I think at kickoff it was four, so it didn't even matter. But if you picked them in survivor pool like I did, you won and you advanced. So congratulations to you. Mike Evans is still insane. It's 10 straight years with uh, 1,000 receiving yards with seven different quarterbacks. That's insane. Congratulations to him. Colts 31, Titans 28. The Colts cover and the over hits. This game was insane too. Give the ball to Derrick Henry when it matters. Even though he ended up in concussion protocol, I can't believe somebody hit him hard enough to do that. So maybe the tide is changing. But Colts outlast the Titans. Uh, I can't believe Zach Moss got no work, but it's not about me and my fantasy team. I'm over it. The dis- the most disgusting NFL game of all year, Chargers 6, Patriots 0. Chargers cover, depending on what spread you got, and obviously the under hits. So this spread was anywhere from 6.5, 5.5, 4.5. I think I saw it at kickoff. This is disgusting for the Chargers. And I don't know what's going on with Austin Eckler, another player that probably came back without being 100%, because he isn't gaining a yard on any of his attempts. And Quentin Johnson is dropping everything. Ball thrown right to his hands. It's perfect. It's right there. And he just can't make the play on a third and 10 This is a 15-yard play, and he hit his hands four times with the ball. Got to come down with that. That You're an NFL receiver. Make a gosh darn play. I don't don't think the Chargers have much left in the tank. Um, We'll get to who they face next week in a sec. Lions 33, Saints 28. The Lions cover in the over hits. Just an intense game. It was awesome. It looked all Lions. They were up 21-0. So if you live bet the Saints to come back and just keep it close, hopefully you got some good value in that. One thing that was absolutely disgusting that happened was on a play, Alvin Kamara got hit into the sideline and he broke somebody's leg. Uh, They just showed that video on Twitter. There's a lot worse on Twitter, but that was disgusting. Speedy recovery to that sideline worker. That's got to be a brutal day at work. Getting there. You get to watch an NFL game right on the sideline. Next thing you know, Alvin Kamara to your kneecap. Exploded. 
tough to walk that off because I think it's impossible. Falcons 13, Jets 8, disgusting. Falcons covering the under hits. Absolutely gross. No need to talk about it. Cardinals 24, Steelers 10. Cardinals cover and win under hits. This game had a weather delay of massive downpour, and then they popped back on and played the rest of it. Uh, Should every team have a dome? Everybody likes to say in Chicago that it's bear weather. Well, it's fucking cold. So maybe everybody would play a little bit more comfortable if it wasn't. I don't know where I lie on the um, dome versus non-dome, but for right now, when it comes to my gambling, I would rather have it all be in a dome so at least I know what the weather's going to be like. Dolphins 48, Commanders 15. Devon A. Chain pops back with authority. The whole Dolphins lineup is just working in sync, dude. And I is Tyreek Hill about to be the first non-quarterback to win MVP? It feels like he should. He has a ridiculous amount of yards. He's got as much touchdowns, as many touchdowns as his best season before this, and it's only week 13. I think him getting a touchdown has the same odds as Christian McCaffrey, and that's just insane for two players, two freaks in nature. Um, Nothing much on the commander's side. Sam Howell rushes in the two touchdowns for the commanders, but the They never had a shot. The Dolphins were dolphining all over the place the entire game. Broncos 17, Texans 22, Texans cover, and the under hits. This was one of the games where, uh, obviously, Tank Dell went down. But if you were watching Red Zone or NFL Sunday Ticket, whatever you were watching, this game wasn't really around much because nothing of crazy note happened. Seahawks 35, Cowboys 41 on Thursday night. This was fun. This was a fun game. Dak is playing out of his balls, and the Cowboys D had enough in the tank to keep the Seahawks with less points than the Cowboys. Nothing really else to say. Like, CeeDee Lamb got in. Tony Pollard got in. Zach Charbonnet got in. DK got in again and again and again one more time. So... I think the Cowboys have to have a fighting chance, but at some point they are going to Cowboy. It's just a matter of when that'll happen. So part of me wants to bet them to win the whole thing, but I don't think it'll happen. I just don't. All right, week 14 preview. Thursday night, Patriots at Steelers. Steelers minus six, and the over-under set at 30. This is the lowest over under since 1993 30 years 30 points take the over somehow some way the patriots have to score points they can't be let they can't be given zeros two weeks in a row maybe they can i'm not sure steelers defense is so good i think this might be a steelers defense anytime touchdown because as you guys know it can happen at any time that they're on the field. Uh, I like the Steelers minus the six, and I like the over for some reason. I don't know why I like the over, but I think 30 points is easily obtainable. I might over it to 45. That's stupid. Don't do that. 
Um, and then the noon slate, the Bucks at the Falcons. Falcons minus two and a half with an over-under of 39. I want to say Bucks here. And I, I think that Baker going into Atlanta just has a ring to it. I don't know why. I just think the Bucks can figure something out. And the Falcons still need a lot of things to be figured out. They didn't do much against the Jets. Granted, the Jets do have a great pass defense, so there wasn't much they could do with a shit quarterback. So I think the Bucks. I'm going to stay away from the over-under. I don't really know how that can go. Lions minus 3.5 at Bears over under 40.5. Hate that I'm about to say it. <sighs> yeah, I can't say it. Lions minus 3.5. I don't know why the line is this small. I would want to take the Bears if it was like 9, which I feel like it should be. So the fact that it's 3 makes me almost want to take the Bears too. But I, I think the Lions have it figured out on offense. But I j- I, my fandom is getting in the way of this one. So I would say Lions minus three and a half is probably the go-to, but I can't bet on either side of this. Colts minus one at the Bengals over under 40 and a half. I don't, I think it's Colts again too. I think Colts can keep moving in the right direction. But geez Louise, the Bengals looked fun last night. Maybe it is Bengals. I'm talking myself back in. I'm in on I'm in on the Bengals. I think Jamar Chase with a couple tutties next week sounds about right. Jags at Browns, Browns minus three, no Trevor Lawrence, no Christian Kirk. Over under set at 31 and a half. Give me Joe Flacco. I'm taking Joe Flacco against these Jags all day, every day. And I'm taking the over at 31 and a half. That's ridiculous. Panthers at Saints, Saints minus five and a half, over under 37 and a half. It's the Saints with Jameis minus five and a half. I don't know if Carr will be out of concussion protocol by then, but I the Saints win this game. The Panthers are so, so bad. The Saints have to figure out a way. They still have Kamara, Taysom Hill, Chris Olave, and if Jameis Winston is behind center, it's going to be fun. So if Jameis Winston is starting, I'm taking the Saints minus the points and the over. Texans minus five and a half at Jets over under 33. I don't know. I don't really care about this game. Uh, maybe Jets money line just for fun. I think they have to win one soon. So I feel like the Texans should be favored by more. So I think the Jets win this game. I think they score more than uh, single digit points. I like them. I like the Jets. I'm going to say it. I don't care who knows it. I like the Jets. Rams at Ravens, Ravens minus seven over under 40 and a half. Give me the Ravens all seven times of the day. The Ravens minus seven is a lock here for me personally. The over of 44 and a half, I don't know if I love. I kind of like it. I don't know if I love it. The afternoon slate, Vikings minus three at the Raiders. I am going to hammer the Raiders at home against the Vikings. I don't think that, well, shit, Justin Jefferson's probably coming back. Ah, it doesn't matter. Stay with the Raiders. Raiders Raiders at plus money? Sure, why not? Seahawks at 49ers. Niners minus 10 and a half over under 46 and a half. I think the Seahawks can cover 10 and a half. Absolutely. Especially after the Niners just blew out the Eagles. 
everyone's probably like, oh, the spread should be more. The spread should be more. The, the Eagles are way better than the Seahawks. Um, they are. But I still think the Seahawks play this game a little bit better. Over under a 46 and a half. I like the over. I like it. Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs minus two and a half over under 47 and a half. I love the Chiefs here. Absolutely love them. Chiefs minus two and a half, maybe even six and a half. Over under 47 and a half. I like the over. This is a weekend of overs, I believe. At least in my gut. In my heart of hearts, I believe it. Broncos at Chargers. Chargers minus three over under 43 and a half. Chargers shouldn't be favored to anybody with the way they're playing right now. With that being said, Chargers minus six and a half, alt spread. They got to win, and they're going to blow out the Broncos. I love the over here, too. Actually, I don't. Stay away from the over. Sunday Night Football, Eagles at Cowboys. Cowboys minus three, over under 53. I don't know what to touch in this game other than the the usual suspects getting in the end zone. Um. Maybe like a random wide receiver three getting in there. Like I could see that being a first touchdown score or like a kickoff return for a touchdown being the first touchdown of this game. Anyway, you look at it, I think you could talk me into any bet you wanted for this game and I would be easily swindled into following along. So somebody let me know how to bet this game and I will absolutely tail you. Monday night, we get two games. Titans at Dolphins. Dolphins minus 13.5, over under 47.5. Uh, I think the, do- the Dolphins dog walk them. And then Packers minus 6.5 at Giants, over under 37.5. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Fuck, am I going to do Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be Giants money line for me here. This is a perfect letdown spot for the Packers. You just beat the Chiefs. Everybody's starting to think that Jordan Love is it, that they went from Favre to Rodgers to Jordan Love and the third coming of Christ. You're going to look me dead in the eyes and let me know that Tommy DeVito isn't going to fucking curb stomp Jordan Love for coming into his territory? You're out of your mind if the DeVito family is letting those Packer cheeseheads walk into their house and disrespect their team. Absolutely no chance. 37 points by the New York football Giants? Yeah, I'm taking the Giants money line and the... Over. Holy cow. Well, it was a quick episode for you guys. I just needed to be here and stay consistent. You know, start your Wednesday with a little bit of just me, of just Cliff, helping you get through. Happy hump day, y'all. Go Bulls. And for the love of God, stay hydrated. I need to start taking my own advice on that. Water is the essence of purity. I don't even know what that means. Music by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. Feels so good. All right, y'all. Thanks for sticking around with us. Hear from us next week with Geo back on. Peace, love, and happiness. Shot City, come on and ride with me. 
Get high, you catch a vibe with me This music that make you feel good Do it for the real ones, do it while I still can This is for the real fans We're singing along with the set of light shows I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too, shawty tryna come through To kick it like kung fu On the buck cruise with the sunroof open I'm the one who everybody love Everybody wanna be like me I cha-cha real smooth Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do I break rules and race roofs Sip great goose with great juice I make moves and I'm making music And hang loose, homie Fall back like I don't Okay, I gotta go right out la dee da dee do I feel fucking awesome Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Fall back like I don't Okay, I gotta go right out la dee da dee do I feel fucking awesome I'ma tell you all why Ain't felt like this for a long time Can't think with the wrong mind Can't drift to the wrong tide Can't sink if it's all dry Land, one day you gotta learn to fly Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot Shorty thick like a car bomb, oh lord Won't quit till it's all mine, on oh God I've been steady trying to get in my way That's the only way that I get down Ever since I focused on my mindset Get it, good, good, get it, get it, good, good, get it, get it, good, good.